It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, a man with skin like a deep-fried turkey, and America's college recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. Coach, how are you doing? It is so great to have you on another edition of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. And we are recording this on New Year's Eve. That means you are listening to it on New Year's Day or sometime after that. And it's a really appropriate topic for the new year uh, because we are going to talk about the situation that many of you face or you will face as you go through your coaching career. And it's this. What if you are the new coach at the new school and you really don't have a history to brag about? You don't have the facilities that maybe some of your competitors have. How do you sell your school as a new coach and, and compete with the people who on the surface have more to offer or more to talk about with the prospects that you want. We have a coach that talked to us about that very question. They emailed us, and that's how many of these topics on the podcast come about is that we'll get an email from a coach asking a question, and if it applies to a lot of coaches, we invite them onto the podcast. That's what we did with him. He wanted to know how he should sell his school being a new coach and not having much of a history or much of a uh, a um, resume to do that from. And we explored that topic. And by the way, if you're a coach and you have a question, jot down my email, dan at dantutor.com, D-A-N-T-U-D-O-R.com. Ask a question. You might just be on the podcast. We would love that. But we we jump into this topic with this coach, and, and he really starts off with his question. It has Everything to do with building a program as fast as you can, like I said, when you're the new coach at the new school and whether or not you're listening to this on New Year's Day or New Year's Week or sometime later in the year, it's all about being new at a place. And how do you, as a coach, make that something that you work with and succeed with? So here's the question that our guest coach talked about and asked as we get things started. Okay, um, my question is, uh, I'm interested in looking at newer coaches at smaller colleges and really how how to go about selling themselves because I think about uh, the smaller schools don't have a lot of the, the programs the bigger schools do. They may not come in with, you know, an established coaching record. Um, right. So really, how do, how do you go about selling yourself and getting kids to, to build programs because like it said, the uh, the great jobs aren't the ones that are open, so programs need to be built. <laughs> right, for so sure. How do sure, how do you sure. how do you come in and, and start that process? Well, I guess so. Two when you ask that question, two things immediately come to mind. Um, so let me ask the first the first of these two questions that I have. Um, as a as a newer coach at a smaller school that's trying to to you know beginning stages of building it. What do you imagine the the coaches at the big schools have that you don't have? In other words, what is it that you think is happening at uh, Division One or BCS schools that that you feel can't happen at your school? Uh, well, the first thing I look at is just you see, I see constantly, just these top schools are always building. And they got new dorms, mm-hmm. they have new facilities. Um, and they're, you know, you can see them going across the 
their Twitter page or their home page of all these great things that they're doing. And, you know, the, the smaller – I feel like sometimes the smaller schools are just trying to stay where they're at, stay that afloat. And uh, they right. want those things, but just not enough money out there. So right away, you know, the kids are wanting that new and brighter facility, new and brighter things to do. Okay. And, and so um, is there anything, too, that when you see – that uh, that Twitter feed of another school that is bigger and they're doing all the building and they have the new stuff. Uh, how does it make you feel as a coach there at a smaller school that maybe let's just say is you know just getting by or doesn't have the budget to do what um, what that other school does? Well, I think uh, you know you're going when I'm getting when I have somebody on campus, I want them to see what we have and so when i go through that tour and i know their kids are going to take different tours and go to different schools and sure um what's the best i can show them and then for my campus you know the the best i can show them may not be the dorm uh it may not be our um library or may not even be our our um, you know our place where we're going to do our strength training it may not be that part that's not the the best part of our school, but when that's what they're looking for is a, in, you know, a, any sport, just trying to get out there and what's the best fit for them. Right. You know, my first thought is someone else has got a better place than we do. So do I skip those right. things and try to ignore it and then let them find out? I don't want to do that because I want to be honest with them. But if, if I've got to show them that weight room that's been there for 15 years, how do I sell that? Yeah. Well, so the reason I, I kind of went down that road first is because, Coach, what you're outlining is is so common. Uh, and I even hear it at the D1s and the BCS schools because, you know, it's obviously, you know, let, let's just say you are uh, a coach or someday you become the coach of a, you know, a team in the uh, SEC or the uh, the ACC that is in the bottom third, um, and you're now competing with those upper tier schools at the in those conferences at the highest level, which you're now at. But you're going to look and say, well, you know, my you know, our, our uh, training facility was built eight years ago, uh, and there's this other one now that's brand new in our conference that is newer and they spent two million more dollars than we did in constructing it and so now i have to compete against that and so i guess what i'm saying in that is that at every level in every sport in every part of the country at least based on my experience of being on a lot of campuses over the last 15 years every coach at every campus pretty much i mean 99 percent of them anyway has the feeling that there's somebody out there that's got something better and number one, how do I sell against it? And just like you've been asking. And number two, I don't like it that I don't have the best stuff. I don't have the newest stuff. And so the reason I asked, how do you feel about it? And maybe for a coach listening to this, um, I would say the same. Uh, I would say the same thing is when you know, focus on your feelings because what I see coaches doing a lot is is sort of projecting that this is your profession and this is any coach that's listening to this this is your livelihood this is your profession you have decided this is the thing in life that i'm going to be good at and dedicate my time to and whenever we do that 
And I did that as a coach at the high school level. Whenever we do that, we look and say, well, okay, if this is my job, if this is my world, if this is who I am, and there's some sort of uh, brand association that I'm taking on, you know, with my name and me being at this particular school, we using these facilities, I want it to be the best or at least the newest or at least better than what it is. And every coach everywhere does that. And I'm not faulting you for that or anybody for that because it's human nature. Um, we have, I mean, you know, our family over the years, I think we've had four different houses and we started with a really, 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 really small one that was a fixer upper. And then we were going to have our first child and we realized, holy cow, this is not going to work and we need something bigger. And so, and well, here's what we don't like about this one. So let's look for a different one that's going to have, you know, whatever it was at the time. And so, you know, we always are changing. We're always looking to say, how can, how can this be better or at least better for us? So all this saying, it, it, what I'm saying is your athletes are far less concerned with the stuff that you have. And they're more concerned with how you are, how you seem to be acting towards that stuff and what kind of an explanation you're giving them for, uh, for, uh, for wanting that. Why, why should they want your facilities? So let me back up a second because I sort of went down a rabbit hole there. When the first thing that I would advise you to do and any coach listening to do is separate what you're, what you would want and what you feel is, um, is, uh, I guess is, is possible at your school and focus more on what it is that, you know, when you have a, a student there, their family, and you're trying to, to get them to sort of get a feeling for, for your campus and your program and your facilities, I would want you to explain, here's why you should want this. Here's why this is a great facility. It gets the job done for us. Um, and, and take your emotion to the extent that you have any, or, or if another coach uh, is connecting with you know, this idea more and saying, wow, that's me. I really do put a lot of sort of self-worth in the facility that I'm in. Um, I want you to suspend that and and move past it and explain to the athlete, here's why I should want it. Here's why uh, I, as an athlete, should want that facility or these, you know, whatever the surroundings are. And it may not even be a facility. It could be where the campus is located. It could be um, where you're ranked in U.S. News and World Report. I mean, there's all sorts of things that once you get the brand new facility, there are... Um, there are going to be other things that crop up on the list that you want to see improved, which again, I don't think is a bad thing, coach, because I think that's what, yeah, that sort of is your personality trait. I mean, anybody as a coach, you're always wanting to get better. You're wanting to eliminate whatever the weaknesses are and you're trying and you're getting, um, you're getting a, um, you're trying to get them to, to now move on to the next thing that you can fix. So, Bottom line is don't don't look at what you have and say okay that's going to be the reason that they don't want to come here because I don't think that that's that that's true and here's the last thing I'll say and then we'll I'll have you ask a follow up question and we'll we'll sort of move on to the next topic I've I've told a lot of coaches this over the years that when when I'm out and we talk to thousands of kids every year about how they made their decision. 
and you multiply that over again over the last you know decade plus i have never had a kid say to me well you know what um the uh the school was was uh too small i didn't like the coach uh their weight room was really horrible but um you know wow look at look at their new gym uh or you know, look at, you know, look at this thing that's new. I've never had that happen. That's why I'm going to go there. I've never had a kid say, I'm, I'm going there because of the new weight room. Um, mm-hmm. I have had kids say, on the other hand, yeah, the weight room wasn't that good. And they play in an older facility and the school was kind of small. But man, I love the coach or I love the guys or the girls on the team. And that's why I'm there. So I, I guess what I'm saying is that I think the facilities can definitely be an objection, but they don't end up being a reason kids choose that school at least most kids they they wouldn't be that wouldn't be the thing that would say to them okay that's why i'm going there there's always an emotional relational reason that they're that they're going to a school so i i threw a lot at you what what follow-up questions or ideas or thoughts would you have based, based just based on that um I, well i think it's that's a great great thing for me to think about just you know, put my spin on it, you know, yes, it gets the job done. Uh, and then it, it gets back to, uh, you know, just what we're ta- talking about. If You know, you got to sell the school or the program or me as the coach, but as a new coach, if I don't have, you know, if I'm out of being assistant somewhere, this is my first head job or this is where I'm coming into, I don't have a record to go with me. So now they've got to, is it just, you go off personality. Is that what I, I've got to sell to the kids of just their belief in me? Because if it goes on top of, you know, what we talked about with the facilities, if they're not the right. best, then we go to, to me. Well, you know, I think obviously as coaches, we, you know, we have a pride in what we do and we, we study hard at our craft and we want to do the best we can. But if you don't have that record to back it up at, right. at the early stages, you know, where, where can we really push those kids to to come to our program still? Right. Great question. Okay. And so we just talked about the whole facility idea because um, that's sort of what you started with was how do I, you know, we have this small school um, and I'm bringing kids in and how do I, you know, we don't have the newer, bigger, better stuff. And so how do I explain? Well, that was all dealing with a physical structure. That was something you could reach out and touch and feel and walk into and be a part of. Uh, so, so whenever we're in a physical you know, place or structure, uh, I think when I, so you know, using the house example, when, when we started to look for that second house and you know, for anybody out there that's either you know, upgraded or bought or rented a bigger apartment or you bought a bigger house or just a different house or you moved to a different city and you had to find a new place. When we walk into that physical place, we're not, we don't take our tape measure out and start measuring the dimensions and we don't start, you know, scraping the paint on the wall to see how good it is. What do we do? We look and we say, wow, I could picture this here or I could, you know, we always you know, talk about where we're going to live as, you know, this feels right, or no, this doesn't feel like what I want, or it feels too small, or it feels too big. And we go straight to sort of that emotional, you know, thing. Uh, what a realtor does in those situations is step in and say, okay, here's why this makes sense. Here's why this is a good investment. Here's why it should be something that you should take uh, a look at. 
the, the current place, when we made our move from California to North Carolina, when we moved the company and our, we moved our family uh, across the country, and we were coming in blind. We had a great realtor who recommended an area that said, this is gonna be a great area because of some things going on around it. It's gonna appreciate, so it'll be a good investment. And plus, you know, it has some of the things that you said that you liked. And he sort of led us through the emotional reasons why we should make this a lot, this logical decision. And notice what I just said there, coach. He led us through the emotional reasons why we would wanna make this logical decision. I can't start with the logic. I can't say, um, you know, in, in whatever, you know, we're talking about on campus, let's just say it's the weight room. I can't start logically and say, um, you know, here are the facts about the weight room, you know, square footage, the number of, of uh, bench press uh, areas, you know, squat racks, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to do. Because I don't care about that. I'm trying to, when, when I, as a student athlete, step into that arena, that room, uh, that campus, that dorm, whatever we're showing them, immediately what I'm doing is the same thing, Coach, that you and I would do, which is I'm trying to get a feel and saying, why would I want to be here? Why This either looks really good or eh, it doesn't look that good. And so I need that person alongside me to say, look, here's why our guys love it here. Here's why the girls on our team really get good workouts here. Or here's why we love playing in this facility, this older facility. The more that you do that, the more that you guide them, that then begins to sort of connect those dots emotionally. Because here's what I think, that by the time they get to your school or any any school at any coach's app, I think they're about 80% sold on that campus. Meaning that, you know, if, if, if I as a family are gonna take a visit, I'm gonna make you one of my four or five visits that I'll take to different schools as an athlete. I'm going to do so much homework before I even get there. I'm going to, I'm going to look and see where's the, you know, does it have my major? Where's it located? What, how do I look at it? You know, as far as what I've seen online, how does it look? I might look up some things on, on YouTube or uh, pick up your Instagram uh, posts and I'm going to look, I'm going to judge it a little bit. So by the time I get to campus, I'm weighing the fact that it has all those things. Plus coach, you've shown some interest in me. Okay. I'm coming in and I'm, I think this could be the place, or at least I'm, I'm far enough along where I can make the investment of time and money and my parents are coming with me to come and visit. So at that point, what we're trying to then fill out if we're a family that's visiting is that remaining 20%. I think this could be the place you have enough interest in me. So now what are the emotional reasons that you know sort of fill things out? That, that makes sense for me, because that's really what they're here, there to figure out. And so when I talk about, about telling them almost what to think about an area, it's because they're, they're looking for it. If all I do as a coach is walk them around campus or am simply a tour guide that says, uh, well, look, okay, so here's our, here's our weight room, here's what we do in this section, here's this area over here, okay, you've seen it, okay, now let's go to the next area. I'm just going through now and I'm just, I'm really just making sure they don't get lost on campus, but I'm not telling them, here's why you should want this. So the challenge that I would have for you, and this would be my, my big second point, and this goes to any coach that's listening, is that is that new coach and you're at a new campus, um, what is it that that you can tell me, or can you start off every everything that you show them 
if you started off with, so look, here's why you should want this, or here's what our team loves about this, and then fill in the blanks afterwards. Um, in other words, give the details that you feel are, are important uh, to make that case. Your job is to make the case. It's not to apologize for anything. It's not to um, not show something. I think what, what most families, what most student athletes are looking for, they're trying to find, they're trying to find reasons as they look at you and they listen to you, they're trying to find reasons to say, you know what, he really likes it here. Oh, he seems to, to really, you know, feel like this is all good. And we, we take from that. I mean, again, I listened to our realtor and said, okay, that makes sense. And yeah, that's, that's sort of a, you know, those are all good points and I could see why this would be a good area. Um, and so in a sense, as you're walking them around campus, you almost need to be that, uh, to be that, that realtor who explains, here's why you should want this. And even if you don't think it's a great reason or, or you know that somebody else in your conference has something better that they could say about their facility that would beat your argument, whatever argument you're making, the fact that you're saying it, I'm gonna count on them not saying it. And in that case, I think a lot of the times you're gonna win. So the big, the, again, the big first thing, the, the second thing I should say that, that I would want you to do is explain why they should why they should want it. That's great. That's great information. I, I like that. Um, I really like, because I've always learned in the recruiting part of it, um, you know, kind of the two-thirds rule, you have the school, the program, and the coach. Mm -hmm. uh, you really got to get them convinced on at least two of those. Right. Uh, and when you're using your analogy of the house, um, you talked about, you know, the realtor selling the house, but selling what's around it, too. Right. Um, so pushing pushing those two aspects of it. So I well, really and, like that. And in that, that two-thirds model, so we, we have uh, the school, the program, the coach. I would probably add in um, the, 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 the kids on the team that you have there now. That's a really important aspect of them making the decision. So let's just, you know, lump that in with the coach. But in that scenario, just to sort of, again, sort of underscore the point I just made, of those three – having not been to your campus, but I'm getting ready to come to campus for that visit to, to experience you and the team and the program. Um, which of those three items do I know the most about? Well, it's probably the school because again, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't try to, uh, I wouldn't go in blind to a school. I have no idea what the school's about. I don't know if they have my major. I don't know where they're located. Of course we do. We would we do all that homework ahead of time. So they come in with one third already checked off, really. They have the school set. And that kind of goes back to that idea that by the time they get to campus, whether you're a new coach or an existing coach, by the time they get to campus, they are about 80% there. They're, they, they know that that could be one of the one of the things. So what is it that they're looking for then? They're looking they're to find out about the program. And even then, I would say that they probably have done some research about the conference you play in. They probably have looked at some of the roster of, of the kids already on the campus, but they're really there to figure out who are you as a coach? Do you like it here? Uh, and then what are the people like on the team? So when it comes to the physical structure, just keep in mind that they've already 80% decided that you're the one or that you at least could be, you've made the cut and now you're on to phase two and now they want to see it in person. And so just just keep that in mind as as you um, as you conduct those tours and you talk to them. They're really 
looking for your, how do you feel about it? And that goes into these two other areas I want to talk about, um, you know, kind of this whole idea of when you're a new coach or a new school, how do you start selling it? Um, I think the story that you have to tell right now, coach, that you won't in three or four years is the fact that you just made the decision to come to this school. You, you've actually made the same type of decision that you're wanting these athletes to make, right? You, you mm-hmm. had to evaluate it. You had to look at it. Okay, this is the one I want. This is the job. This is a good opportunity, whatever was behind the decision. And then uh, you made that decision. And now you have this athlete who is very much in the same boat that you are. You have this very unique one to two, maybe you can go into uh, uh, to three-year period of here's why I came here. Here's why I made the choice. And I think you very much want to tell that story. I want you to get personal as far as, you know, what you had to, what you had to determine, what were some of the things that you had big questions about. Um, I don't want it to make it all sound perfect and, you know, false because no place is perfect. So what were the things that you had to really wrestle with and determine and overcome? And, hey, here's what I thought, you know, when I first did my visit or when I first was thinking about visiting, here's one of the things that really came up to me. But then when I got here, I saw this. And now that I've been here for a couple of months or a year or whatever the, the time span is, now I really appreciate it because here's reality. That story that you have to tell is so critical because you just went through it. You're putting yourself in the place that they're at. And I think there's a real, you know, the, uh, the fact that, that um, you're able to do that at this beginning point uh, is is really an advantage that again after once you hit your four and five it becomes less of a story to tell because now you've been there too long and there is a history and you now have to maybe talk more about your record and what's going on in the program versus you know versus your decision to first come there now four or five years ago <clears throat> so point number three is when you're that new coach or that new college make sure you take them through the decision you made to come here and why did you want it and, and now that you're here, what do you like about it? Because just like in, in us walking around the campus and hearing a coach say to us as a student athlete, here's what you should think about our weight room. Here's why our guys love it here. Here's why our girls do really well in this setting. That's what I need to know. Because, um, you know, frankly, you know, does your weight room, if I, if I, if I get myself on the squat rack, in your weight room as an athlete. Uh, and then I also get on the squat rack at a BCS conference school. And I'm doing my squats, I'm doing workouts. Is there any difference in the quality of my muscle development? You know, your, your rack versus theirs? No, it's the same. And so at the core, the more that you can bring this down to look, you know, ours might be a little smaller uh, or ours might have, you know, not have this or this, but Here's how we get it done. Here's the plan. And it works just as good as the big schools. I need to hear that. Otherwise, going back here 10 or 15 minutes in our conversation, otherwise, what am I going to revert back to? I'm going to revert back to, oh, it's a little small or kind of smells funny or, wow, it's not, you know, one wall isn't all glass like my brother who played at the D1. Um, And so I don't, you have to take them out of that and explain here's why you should Here's why you should want this. And you have the power to do that the closer to you making the decision to come to that school that, uh, that you are. And my, my fourth point here 
kind of along those same lines, because you mentioned at the start of the conversation, Coach, um, about um, about you know, the fact that you don't have a history there. And maybe I'll just stop for a second. Maybe, what feels wrong about that? Or what, for you, when you talked about, like, I don't really have anything to sell because I'm brand new, we don't have a history. What What is the worry or what do you think the, what is it missing from the whole conversation when, when you have to think about that? Um, well, just, you know, I you think about some of any conference, you have coaches in that conference. And I always think a lot of, a lot of coaches are going after the same type of kids because of where they're at. And, um, you know, you look at coaches that have been there 10, 15 years, they have, you know, a great, uh, or a decent record. And I'm coming in as a, as a brand new coach. Maybe I was assistant coach for a year or two somewhere else, but I have no, I have my own, I do not have my own record. So right. now, right. you know, selling myself, say, Hey, I was assistant for this guy that was doing, great things or this girl was taught me a greatest great thing here at this school but now I'm on my own I'm gonna am I just you know saying what what they taught me or right you know I've, I've got to sell myself now so I'm not right. selling the the previous coach I was working for right right so I mean certainly if there was a if there were let's just say you were at a program where your program and that head coach was successful and won three straight conference championships. And maybe that's what sort of opened the door for you to have this opportunity at, at your new school. But whatever that mm -hmm. previous success is, I do think you can say, look, here's how we, I came from this program and then lay out the record of the achievements or the history and say, you know, be able to say to them, uh, to the prospect that, you know, you know, we really had a great system. We had this, um, you know, this, we've, we developed the way to recruit correctly and to build everything. And that's what sort of made us successful. Because then once you do that, you're able to then make this important point. You're able to say, I'm going to put in and establish the same system here at this new school that I'm at. And the reason mm -hmm. I'm talking to you as the recruit is because I think you fit into that system. You're the same type of quality of player that we had over at the other school that we built in this winter. And I'm, I'm putting the pieces together the same way. So here's my plan for the next you know three years while you're here at this school. And then lay out what you view, what you view as the plan. Because here's the great advantage. And I know you've approached this with a little bit of how do I sell the history. There's, I promise you that, um, there are a lot of coaches that are listening to this that wish they didn't have the history that they had that they have right now because it gets brought up in recruiting conversations and it's a negative. Maybe the program um, through no fault of their own, or I guess it could be through some fault of their own, has struggled or it hasn't turned into something and it's been four straight years of mediocre results. That is a far bigger hurdle to clear than what you're facing, which is how do I, you know, how do I explain a history? Well, you can't explain the history, but you can't explain the future. And again, mm -hmm. just like what we, we talked about philosophically and in going into an older weight room and saying, look, here's how you should view this. I want you to take where you're at now, draw from the past successes and to say, you know, draw out those elements and say, here's what we're going to put in place here. Here's what in the process or what I have just put in place here. So here's what the next two or three years looks like. Lay out the plan for what what that what that future looks like and the fact that you know because every kid wants to know so why 
why are you talking to me? Well, what's in it for me if I sign on for this? And you have to explain that, again, you're the type of kid that we had, we saw success with um, before at the other, uh, at, you know, the other program, the way we built that. So I know that you're going to fit in well with this plan. That's why I'm recruiting you. And I think there's also, just as a little side note, for any prospect that's going to sign on to uh, a program that's building to a coach that is new at that program, you almost have to say to them, look, I need kids that are willing to help me build it. This is not something where you come in and you kick your feet up and you just, you know, you sit on the bench for two years and maybe play your junior and senior year and win two championships along the way. This is, we're, we're building this and I need kids, I need players, I need athletes who are going to want to to buy into the system that worked at the other school so that we can build the same thing and, you know, have this great college experience, but also be a part of the building block of this program. And I, I need players that are like that. And then what I would do is I, if I was a coach and I had just finished that part of my talk, I would say, so, so Josh, so Tasha, tell me why, what part of you sounds like that type of student athlete that would want to do that? Why, why does that sound like it might be a good fit for you? And let them sort of sell you on, on that concept. Let them sell you on the fact that they are willing to do that. And I think along the way, then they sell themselves on that as well. So bottom line is with this fourth point about, you know, really outlining what your plan is and what, what the future looks like, um, take advantage of it now because I don't know what three or four years from now look like. Hopefully you're coming off of, you know, uh, your first, you know, the school's first conference championship in a long, long time. Um, but if not, now you're going to have to explain the history and you're going to have to say, you won't have the, the benefit that you have now of your new coach, new program. It's a blank slate. Now, now your history comes with you and um, there's a lot of coaches, like I said, that are listening to this right now that would love to have that blank slate, to love to be the new coach, new program, no history, because a lot of them are dealing with trying to sell negative histories, and that's a far, um, it's a far more difficult task. And so we talked about, again, like the facilities, we talked about, you know, kind of the, the history part. Are there other aspects of being the new coach at the new college that we didn't touch on or you feel like there's still some some holes in the plan um when, when it comes to talking to those athletes um just uh the program you know go back to the two-thirds uh just the, the school itself um, i know you said the um you know most of the time they've done that research and um they've looked at it and that's why they're there on campus but again if being a smaller being at smaller schools obviously you got to know what what your great programs are and you can push those but again smaller schools don't have the the type of facilities or classrooms that other schools may have for those same programs so do you at that point you know if it's if it's tied you and somebody else they have a better classroom for this right um, you know, so here again is the freedom. <clears throat> a lot of kids and a lot of um, uh, a lot of families love to bring things up as objections, which is what you're doing here. You know, I mean, you're bringing up something that you would likely hear from a 
from a prospect or their family. Yeah. Uh, they love they love to bring things up that you know as, that sound like objections, like you just mentioned. And what I think they really are, and yeah, they, they might be you know they might be stated as an objection, but I think what they're trying to do is basically say, well, hey, here's here's something, coach, that uh, that um, that doesn't look right to me, or doesn't sound right to me, or well, hey, what about this? Or you don't seem to have this. When they do that, and I, I in the workshops that we lead on campuses, a lot of the time, this is a big focus that we put in terms of how do you overcome objections. When you get somebody, especially if they're there on campus with you and they would say something like you just voiced, that is a that is a big buying signal. It's a sign that they're really interested. And here's why. So it's not actually an objection. It's more of a, a um, it's more of a sign that they're really getting close to deciding that's the place. And here's what I mean by that. They, if, if we aren't interested in a place, if we aren't interested in, uh, in something or, um, you know, we, we walk into, um, we walk through a um, a mall or any kind of other shopping area, and you have people all the time that'll sort of you know say you know hey you want to try a free sample or you know something to try to get our attention. And if you know if if we're not interested, we're polite. We might look away, no thank you. Or if we walk into a place and we're not there to buy anything, we're just there to look. And somebody comes up and and says you know can I help you with anything? What do we instinctively say? No, I'm just looking. Um, so when, when I, if you were to ask, you know, or hear from a kid as they're going through campus, so how's all this looking and, you know, what do you think about it? Oh, seems pretty nice coach. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Any questions? No, not really. That would be a huge red flag to me because I don't think they're engaged in actively thinking about coming there. They're just sort of getting through the visit. Um, yeah. On the other hand, when you have a family that says, hey, you know, going back to the weight room a second, because my husband and I were talking about this and you know, we really, you know, it's so much smaller than, uh, than, you know, school X that we just came from. Um, so how do you do this and this? Are you able to, to get the same results as they do? That is a great question. And it's not an objection. They're actively thinking like, hey, I think I might like it here, but there was this other thing that was at the other school. And shouldn't I want that bigger, better, shinier thing? Um, well, I'm, my, my solution is I'm going to ask the coach about it and what you say and how you say it tells me is if it's okay to, um, to continue to, to look at that school. I'll, I'll give you a great example of this that just came to mind because we work with a lot of different clients around the country, individual recruiting situations like this come up with our clients. We won a baseball player a division two school that we were working with and he they beat out a division one because at the division one school when they were visiting and talking to the coach it kept coming back to what were they their indoor facility and how they trained in the winter indoors because it was in a part of the country that got cold in the winter and you know they couldn't be outside all the time and so when they kept there were i think two different times where the parents and the athlete brought up the fact that you know what about the inside you know how you know how good is that really for my development and are your players really um you know are, are they able to get what they need out of that the coach did two things he complained about the fact that they didn't have a new newer facility he's been wanting one for years and uh, they don't have it and yeah it really ticks him off too 
And then secondly, he, he sort of apologized. Yeah, I know it, I think it probably does, you know, it would be better for our kids and they'd be able to develop more if they had this, but you know, we just don't have it. They just don't give us the money for it. Now that's a very, you know, coach to coach. I don't mind if you talk like that, you know, inside the halls of your offices together, but when you're in front of a family and they're looking at not only where am I, where is my son or my daughter going to go to school? They're also looking as a parent, look, maybe he's coming or she's coming from a private school. Maybe we're coming from a really good club or we want the best you know, possible for them. Um, don't tell me that it's not good enough. Don't tell me that you don't like it, that they're not giving you money because everything that you've just communicated to me now as a coach is, yeah, this really isn't a very good place to be a baseball player. And so the other school benefited from that because even though they had somewhat the same facility, they explained it better and were more positive about it. And that was a big decision-making factor for, uh, for why they, why they made, um, made that decision. So again, major point that I would stress is that as you're, as you're getting these objections and you'll get questions and objections no matter where you are, when you become the, the head coach of that BCS school coach, you're going to get objections. You're gonna get questions about your facility, your weight room, your record, you know, everything. And what I want you to develop, what I would want every coach to develop is the ability to, to basically say, oh yeah, hey, I see why you're asking that question. We get that a lot, but so let me explain it and do it very positive, positively with a lot of energy. Explain to them why it is good enough, how you get around whatever the obstacle is, and just say, you know, great question. And we get that a lot, but it's not really a factor that's going to that's going to prohibit you from being, you know, a great tennis player, basketball player, volleyball player, football player, whatever the sport. Answer my question and tell me, I understand why you're asking it, but it's not it's not relevant. So don't worry about it. And usually that's what I as a parent and again, got three kids. We've been through this college choice process with two of them, one on the athletic side at the division one level and one just as a regular student going to college, we wanted the same things. We wanted to understand if we're going to invest in her education, what is it that we're getting and why should we want it to be here? This is one of the three or four places that, that we have on our list. Why should it be this one? That is the constant question that they're asking when they come to campus and when they're talking to you. Right. So, so again, I think it's, it's great. It, it goes more towards your approach. And are you smiling and not being again, not afraid to address it, not afraid to to talk about it, to bring it up. And uh, if you aren't and, um, you know, then, then I think that they're going to take it positively. But that's also something that I as a coach would sort of file away for after the visit happens. And I'm now following up. Um, hey, you know, you had those questions about our weight room and I kind of answered it there. Did you and your parents talk about it or did you and your daughter or your son talk about it afterwards? Did it, you seem to have that sort of, is there an understanding about what that's all about and how we get around that? Never be afraid, um, especially as a new coach at a new college to probe and ask them, did I do a good enough job answering that? Because part of one of the other things that, um, that, that you have, um, there that, that a lot of coaches that now have, um, uh, years and years under their belt is I think a lot of coaches sometimes get lazy with where they're at, the school that they're at. And they, you know, they think they've heard all the objections and, and I don't want you to take that, that assumption. I want you to assume that as this new coach 
there are things you have to learn about how they react to that information that you give them about their new school. And let me just throw in another little tangent. For every new coach at every new school, um, well, here, I'll ask you this question and it'll go to a recommendation. Have you taken, at your school, have you taken the admissions tour? Yes. Okay, awesome. But it was, I, uh, yes, yeah. it, was a, it was a student and it was okay, but it was, I felt, you know. Yeah. I don't know if it, you know. Right. No, and, and what I was going to say is that I wouldn't, as a coach, in most cases, I, I seldom advise turning your, your athletes over to um, the admissions tour uh, whenever possible. Because, again, they're just not, they're not taking it from an athlete standpoint. And they're not, it's usually yeah. not as good of a tour or an experience that you could give. Um, but my point is this, that I want to know as a new coach, what are they saying on the admissions tour? Or are there things that they tell me on the tour that I didn't know about my own school? Because I might get asked that question by the prospect and I want to have the answer. So just as a little side note, if you're a new coach at a new school, whether you're a head coach, assistant, even if you say, you know what, I'm only going to be here for a year still, take the admissions tour, find out what they're telling kids that you like, and then some things that you might not like. Don't tell them you're a coach. Uh, and go in, take the tour, because I think it's really instructive, and not enough coaches do that. They, they don't know what's being said to potentially their athletes at their own school, and I think that's, a, that's dangerous. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's kind of what helped me... Uh think of this question was on, on an admissions tour. Yeah. And, and so that's, um, that's the, that's just the thing that, that, you know, it's never a bad, it's never a waste of time. You always come out with some good uh, new information. So I want to start wrapping this up coach um, here at the 45 minute mark. Uh, what is it that, uh, it's been a great conversation. There's this, uh, you've asked really good question and brought up so many good points that I think most coaches in your situation bring up, but kind of as a takeaway, can you, as you've been thinking about this, what we've been talking about, give me like your, the first two or three things that you would say, okay, here's what I need to do differently, or here's the things that I'm going to implement or that I, that I think I could implement the soonest or in the best way moving forward. Uh, the, the things that I would implement right away was is just um, exactly what you, I mean. What you shared with at, earlier is just about um, share, sharing what we can get out of it instead of complaining about it or instead of looking at the negative. Think of you know, put the shiny package on it and say this. We don't you know we have eight racks. We can still get our whole team in here. We don't, you know, instead right. of saying, Hey, we don't have enough racks. Um, just putting that, not necessarily just a positive spin, but just as a coach myself, trying to see that as, Hey, this is what we have. And this is what we're going to work with. And I can still make some great things happen in my school because of it. All right, coach, just a couple of quick things to follow up uh, with this whole message. Obviously, it was very specific for this coach's situation, and we tried to make it applicable in many uh, points through the conversation that might apply to other programs. But if you have questions that are very specific to your own situation, you know, we're here as a resource. We spend our days answering questions from college coaches, not just our clients and not just places where we've done workshops before or something like that. 
this is out of the blue. This coach that we had this conversation with was a coach we had never talked to before, but took the opportunity to answer his question in depth. We are ready to do the same thing for you. So you can just email me, dan at dantutor.com. There is no question that is out of bounds or stupid uh, or, or anything like that. It's it, We want to be very specific to what you're going through. On that note that I just mentioned, uh, we do on-campus workshops. We come to campuses all over the country. We do in-depth research and design strategies specifically for that athletic department and the coaches that are recruiting in that athletic department. And we can do the same for you. So if you are interested in that, you can email me as well and uh, and get on that schedule. And also if you are, are needing more individualized help or you feel like recruiting just hasn't gone well for your program and you're starting to get a little bit worried, we would love to come in and talk to you about becoming a client and what that means and what that looks like and how we help over 300 individual programs every year become the best that they can be through recruiting and through a strategic, methodical, systemized approach that has been proven to work. And again, you can just email me. Other than that, go to the website, dantutor.com, for 15 years worth of research and blog articles. And by topic and by situation, we have outlined strategies that we've seen work. That is all free to use. So go and look at the blog articles at dantutor.com. And of course, continue to listen to the podcast. Tell your fellow coaches in your department and uh, and your friends around the coaching community, because the more listeners we have, the more of a community this is, the better it becomes for everyone. It's another free resource we love giving you, and we want to continue to make that happen. So we appreciate everything that you do, the fact that you listen and interact with us, and we can't wait to bring you more this coming year. It's going to be a fantastic one. Until then, have a great week. Be a great recruiter, coach, and listen to the next episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. Oh, my God.